It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria. You're with Andrew Cuse in the RSN 927 studios as we broadcast across the state. Lots of harness and trotting news to come. Let's go to the HRV studios first up, though, and uh, Cody Winnell and Toby McKinnon join us. How are you both? G'day, Andrew. Going well. Toby, you've been everywhere but here this uh, week. Yeah, I've had a big week this week on the road up at Hamilton uh, earlier in the week, and they've got a big club forum on Sunday at 1 o'clock, so anyone in the Hamilton district's invited down to the club for their forum. So straight into the breaking news, Andrew, with uh, Toby there. Straight into 1 o'clock Hamilton for the club forum for on Sunday. For the club Sunday. forum, and last night I uh, was up at stall for a uh, committee meeting. of uh, went on for about four hours and just dragged myself back this morning for that this sounds uh, exciting. Show. So what will happen at the club forum? You've held these before, haven't you? Yeah, it's a bit of an information session, a bit of a chance for... Uh, Hamilton's been going really well over the last six months. They've really got a lot of momentum in the club and they just want to harness that momentum and grow the club even further into the future. Geez, they've produced some harness stars down there at Hamilton, haven't they? Yeah, no, um, and I'm sitting right next to probably the best of them all, Cody Winnell. <laughs> now, who's who's on the show this morning, Cody? We've got some special guests during the program. Yeah, I stand the man, Cameron. He's going to join us, of course, after his Group 1 success with Savannah JJ. We catch up with Maddie Craven. His stable's up and about, and he's got Kowalski analysis running in the feature race this weekend. Donna Castle's a bit later on. She'll be talking about a cause very close to her heart in the McGrath Foundation fundraising day. You caught up with her, Andrew. Looking forward uh, to that as well. And we'll also speak with uh, a young driver, Shannon O'Sullivan, who's absolutely flying. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. But off the top of the show, here's Cody Winnell taking the sprint lane to the latest news. Pistol Abbey, Savannah JJ, Jackson, me, and is that a bid with the Group 1 winners on a big Saturday night of racing at Tabcorp Park, Melton, Andrew, an action-packed Ben Stud, Queen of the Pacific, went the way of the Emma Stewart-trained Pistol Abbey, the four-year-old mare, benefiting from a pretty hot speed early before producing a trademark electrifying burst late for driver David Moran. Meanwhile, veteran trainer, as mentioned, Stan Cameron, he combined with Raisman... Uh, Jimmy Herbertson to notch their first Group 1 success in the Schweppes Australasian Trotting Championship with Savannah JJ. Good news for Soho Tribeca fans this week. The six-year-old making a successful return at the Tabcorp Park Melton Trials on Tuesday for trainer-driver Michael Stanley. It has been a long road back for the Grand Circuit star who hasn't raced since July 2018 due to injury. Stanley said Soho Tribeca would be aimed at the upcoming Delray National Italian Cup as a potential comeback race. Bray Raceway Ballarat hosts the John Slack Memorial Trotters Cup and the Colin and Heather Holloway three-year-old classic tomorrow night. The Slack sees the return of Illawong Armstrong for Jodie Quinlan, while first-class stars McLovin and Savannah JJ will lock horns once again. Emma Stewart puts the polish on all six runners in the Holloway Classic, which is a, uh, a fairly rare feat. Talented two-year-old without the two will be out to extend his unbeaten run to three for trainer-driver Gavin Lang in Saturday night's Group 2 Empire Stallions Vicbred Platinum Homegrown Classic at Melton. The son of Courage Under Fire has been ultra-impressive winning so far at Kilmore and Ballarat. And up at Menangle in New South Wales, the Group 2 New South Wales three-year-old trot final this coming Saturday night looks a Victorian domination with six of the eight runners trained out of the Garden State. Returning star Emerald Stride has been well-backed in early markets with tab.com.au from $3.40 into $2.90, while the favourite is Zebek for Ben O'Bron. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Yes, the latest in harness racing news and special guests. And uh, 
Joining us now, Cody on the line to talk about uh, the recent Australasian Trotting Championship night is uh, Stan Cameron. He's on the program now. Stan, welcome to One Out, One Back. Congratulations on your big win. Thanks very much. Mate, uh, how big was that uh, for you, the thrill of winning the uh, Schweppes Australasian Trotting Championship and also with Jimmy Herbertson in the bike? Yeah, well, you know, it was a boost that, you know, I, I had no idea that they could run the whole journey out. Like, uh, I thought uh, if he got a bit of cover, he would have been right, but uh, I was right up to the end. Uh, I was right off of my toes, I can tell you. Uh, he, he he sort of just landed in front, James, didn't he? And then I think he rated the horse to perfection. It was it was a class one drive by a 19-year-old to chalk up his first group one win stand. And at the top of the straight, he said the horse lifted. H- how were you feeling at the top of the straight? Did you think you were going to win stand? No, no. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, I started to panic then. <laughs> but... You know, uh, the horse just, uh, you know, just kept on fighting and fighting right to the end, yeah. The horse is going super, just winning uh, for fun at the moment, it seems, Stan. But you're going around tomorrow night in the uh, in the John Slack Memorial Cup at uh, the Trotters Cup at Ballarat. They tell me that this is a race that you'd especially love to win. Yes. Um, I had a fair bit to do with uh, John years ago and... Um, I had a trotter that I got my licence on years and years ago. Anyhow, John used to always get a ride down to the start uh, on the side of the cart. Anyhow, he used to always say, you know, you need to do this, need to do that. You know, and I picked up a, a fair few pointers off him uh, over the years. Yeah, oh, he's a great bloke. Gee, how special would it be then to be able to win the, the race named in his honour? Yeah. Well, I've tried a couple of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once or twice, I think. Uh, we've had the horse in, but oh, we've run a place on that, but we never uh, weren't up to crack it. Yeah. Stan, he, he keeps getting better with age, and you, you made a point about that on Saturday night. Now, I'm going to take you down the track of a horse called Night Pistol. He won 40 races from the age 9, 10, and 11, and he went to Sweden. Are you harbouring dreams that this horse could become the next Night Pistol? No pressure there either, Stan. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think just a, a, a race at a time. I don't, you know, you never know. Uh, if he doesn't have any injuries, he should run on for a little bit longer. But, you know, you just, you just don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. That's and the thing is, mate, yeah. I, I, I sort of figured you'd be a one-week-at-a-time sort of fella. Now, yeah. the, the, other, the other thing I noticed, and I just want to just double-check with you, you said that your track is 340 metres that you work the horse on? Well, the sun reckons it's bigger than that, but it's on a... Um, it could be a little bit bigger, but it, it wouldn't be much. So, so when you work the horse in the morning, about how many laps would you do? Oh, 10, 12, all depends. Uh, the other day we, we worked him uh, up to about, you know, 13 laps um, for that big long race. But if I go back to a sprint race, he'll only get six or seven laps. But I'll sprint him a couple of times in that. It's got a hill in it. Not not much, but it's just a grade. Uh, it's just enough to kick him up. And he really, he really flies up that, I can tell you. 
Yeah, I can. I bet you he would. And Stan, before we let you go, I should ask about Neil McCallum. He's the uh, he was the regular driver, of course, uh, before before he uh, had an accident. How's Neil going at the moment? Have you uh, been in touch with him, and has he been talking to you about this horse? I haven't talked to him for about a week now, but uh, I've got to get back to him today. Um, yeah, that was the race that Neil wanted to win. Was uh, that Group One? Yeah, that was what he's. You know. That's what yeah. he wanted, was that one. Yeah. But I think he's got a little bit better, but oh, it's going to take a while, you know. He's, yeah. uh, he's pretty sore, I think. Yeah. No, well, the industry certainly thinking of uh, of Neil, that's for sure, and we're wishing him a speedy recovery. Hey, good luck at Ballarat tomorrow night in the Slack Memorial Trotters Cup. Hope uh, Savannah JJ can keep on winning for you, Stan. No worries. Thank you. Stan Cameron joining us there. Sh- shortly we'll have on the line... Our next guest, Matthew Craven. Uh, I know you're going to talk about the uh, Queen of the Pacific, Cody, but how uh, honest was uh, Stan when you asked him if he thought his horse was going to win? He said uh, no at the top of the straight, and he, in fact, was panicking. Yeah, so, uh, Quite uh, straightforward, uh, old Stan. Pretty, pretty straightforward and conservative there uh, in terms of uh, you know keeping a lid on it, but I think uh, a lot of the punters were probably thinking this horse is going that well that uh, that he's going to kick on really strong at the finish here. He did. He lifted. He really lifted to the challenge, and there was nothing going to run past him on the night. He, mm. The horse just wouldn't let it happen, and, and well, a, a great result for Stan Cameron and James Herbertson. We had Jimmy Herbertson, of course, on the show last week too, and uh, and he was talking about how much of, of a thrill it would be to win a Group One race. So that was a, a tremendous result for young Jimmy as well. On the Queen of the Pacific, the Ben Stud Queen of the Pacific, Toby Pistol Abbey blew them away at really big odds. Uh, uh, I tell you what, the race was uh, it was run to suit, wasn't it? Uh, with that hot early speed, a twenty-seven nine first quarter, uh, Pistol Abbey was just tracking into it beautifully uh, most of that last lap, and gee, she's got a explosive burst, doesn't she, at the finish? I'll go the trumpet on your behalf, Cody. Now, Andrew, just understand Cody tipped this horse before the race and paid $52.40. He's wearing a suit that's come, obviously, today. He's (laughs) he's upgraded the suit. He's had a very good collect on tipping on Saturday night with a $52 winner in pistol. Why is there a hole in my arm then? What's that about? (laughs) No, look, it was a a great great result, a great win, but I couldn't believe the odds. That's the point of this one. I think I marked it about $13. If you go back through her form... Um, through the the Make Mine Cullen and the Angelique uh, Toby, and we watched these races earlier. She she'd been going really well. She's been knocking on the door. She had been knocking the door. She's only a four year old mare. She's got plenty of time left, and she's she's almost one pace. She just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. As they weakened in the last quarter, was twenty eight five, which was considerably slower than the third quarter. She just, she just ate them up in that with the way she just kept staying. So her <clears> burning love was excellent. Makes every sense was excellent. Our step up was getting home well late. Tell me, Tails had a tough run. It was a classic race, really. It, they it was just a, kept going. It was a great race to watch and Soho Burning Love which you mentioned there absolutely massive in defeat but all honours with Pistol Abbey in the Ben Stud Queen of the Pacific It's RSN 927's One Out One Back Well now we look ahead to Saturday night of course and uh, the features coming up in just a moment Matthew Craven will take our call uh, Cody as we look ahead to uh, Melton this weekend yeah, can't wait for the Group 2 Empire Stallions Vicbred Platinum Homegrown Classic two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. That's quite a race name, that one. Uh, Toby, this is a good field of informed, young, talented horses. 
Yeah, we mentioned, or you mentioned without the two earlier, but uh, pandering for Emma Stewart, Kowalski Analysis, Matty Craven, and Miragon Emma Stewart, and even Beale Street, it's a very strong lineup, and it'll be it'll be a great little race, this $50,000 race with plenty of chances. And we've got, uh, of course, $50,000 uh up for grabs as part of the uh, the Vic Bread uh, series. We've, uh, there's $10 million up for grabs each year to the Vic Bread only horses, and this is part of that uh, great campaign. We've got Matt Craven on the line. He's the trainer of Kowalski Analysis, who's one of the serious players this weekend, it must be said, in this $50,000 race. Matty, thanks for joining us on One Out, One Back. No worries at all, Cody. Hey, Kowalski Analysis, that last start at Ballarat, I thought he'd sweep on by uh, Miragon and Pandering at the finish there, but you just didn't, couldn't quite get enough room to get past, and this horse is flying. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's debatable, but we were sort of a little bit held up for room and uh, quite tight to the run, the run to the finish, but, um, yeah, we were quite pleased with his run, that's for sure. What about his run two starts back at Tarang? They don't often win from back three back to pegs uh, in that sort of race, do they? But he's, he's obviously got a withering burst on him at the finish. Yeah, you know, right from the day, showed that he's got very good speed and um, to come from three fence at Tarang and win. And even, you know, into the straight, he took him a little bit to straighten up and balance. But once he did, he, he sprinted quite sharp. You know, he'll need to be doing that and more on Saturday night to be competitive. Matthew, your cousin Jason Lee will take the drive. And it's going to be a tr- it's going to be tricky at the start to find a position. Will the horse have a bit of gate speed? Do you think and get across? Is that will that be the plan, or are you going to go back early? Ah, uh, I mean you don't really have to tell Jace what to do. I'm sure you're working out, but you know the, the plan will be just to be positive at the start and see where we can end up. You know, um, unfortunately with John outside Penry again, um, which you know is not ideal, uh, but. He does have good gate speed, and uh, yeah, we'll just have to leave it up to Jason to see what happens in the first 50. And uh, Kowalski analysis, of course, is raced by the uh, the Lewis family, who is a family you've had a fair bit to do with, Matty. It'd be a real thrill to get another feature race win for them. Yeah, I mean, they're terrific supporters. Um, they've bred a lot of you know, very nice horses over the years, and you know, we've had a lot of luck together, and you know, done, done more so than a bet I'll punt. You know, David's um, trusted me with this fella. Hopefully we can you know, do a nice job. You know, as a rule, I don't think uh, a lot of their horses have been two-year-olds, but uh, this guy's yeah, just come along and you know, he's just kept stepping up, which has you know, been very pleasing so far. Uh, you know, it won't be easy by any means on Saturday night, but you know, hopefully we'll run another credible race. Matty, if the big cat was here, he'd ask a question about can't cat. refuse. <laughs> House can't refuse. Where's he at? What's he aiming for? Uh, well, so Who's the big cat for the uh, listeners? Uh, Matt Lepard. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, yeah, look, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's had a little freshen up after the Horsham Cup. And at this stage, um, yeah, I'm thinking to head towards the length bit more. Uh, he seems on track at the moment. We'll just have to see how he progresses over the next couple of weeks and um, just depending on what sort of lead-up run we can have and whether he's going to gain a start in a race like that. Matty, love your work, love your approach and how you're uh, always willing to come on one out, one back. Thanks for joining us and good luck at the weekend. Uh, thanks very much, Cody. Thanks, one back. Cheers, brother. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Matt Craven there and uh, shortly another guest joins us on the program. The... History behind Big Cat as a nickname for your friend? 
Uh, Matt Lepard. So the or leopard. leopard. Yes. There you go. The yeah. leopard. So. The leopard, so the big cat. He's uh, he's quite an identity in the harness racing world, and he's a part owner in Can't Refuse, and a very proud and happy man to be part of the uh, Can't Refuse team. All right. In a moment, uh, Shannon O'Sullivan will take our call, just getting him up on the program. So you want to talk more about big cats or leopards or Cody? <laughs> Might talk more about, uh, we'll leave the nicknames alone right there. I would have thought Tobes. Um, we might talk about Shannon. She's about to join us. She's having a great run since she's come back from a uh, from an enforced holiday, Tobe. Very talented driver. She, she's another, she, horses run for her. She's got a great affinity with a, several horses. A horse called Dan Man that won a couple of nights ago at Cranbourne. She's had great success with that horse, in particular at Cranbourne. It's won a couple of times at value. I'm talking through my pocket there. And it, oh. she, she got back to Tarang. I'm interested in the trip from Heathcote to Tarang. I don't even know if there's such a road from Heathcote to Tarang. No, there wouldn't be. It'd be. It was an archer in the Melbourne Cup and used to wander through the yeah. forest and walk down, and that's probably how Shannon got there. Well, you can ask her sh- herself because Shannon joins you on the program now. G'day, Shannon. Welcome to One Out, One Back. Hey, how are you going? Going great. Toby just had a question there about uh, your getting down to Tarang, I think it was, a few weeks back. Is there a road from Heathcote to Tarang? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> How long did it take you, Shannon? It's a big effort to go all the way to Tarang for one or two drives and come back. That'd be a nine, ten-hour return trip, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think altogether, Dad and I counted probably thirteen hours on the road that day. Wow! Because we come from Maryborough, because Dad had a drive there and went to Tarang from there, and then Tarang to back home. So it was about a three and a half hour trip home. So yeah, so a long trip, but worth it. Commitment pays off, that's for sure. And uh, Shannon, you've had a, a great return since your uh, enforced holiday. You had a little spell there, but you've had two winners in just the last sort of six days. So let's hope that uh, sort of run can continue. Yeah, hopefully. And it's been good to get back and being a bit consistent this time around. So just enjoying it. And was really keen to get back in after my four weeks. And yeah. And just a little bit about your background, Shannon. You're obviously the uh, the daughter of Rothica Medal recipient Jim O'Sullivan. What's harness racing always meant to you growing up, and how uh, how you know enjoy enjoyable is it to be out there on the track competing? Um, it's really enjoyable. Um, just with dad, and it's just a family thing, really. Like I do it because I get to spend time with my dad and my family, like every day, um, morning and you know night, and just enjoy it and meet new people and. Yeah, it's just a passion. I love the horse. love going around and um, meeting new people, really, and just enjoying it. And you train the horses at, the, at Heathcote. Is that, on a, is that on private track, or are you part of the little club there at Heathcote? Um, at the club, yeah. We have a jog track at home, and then we um, travel, which is only like two minutes down the road to the Heathcote, um, yeah, fast-working track. Where there, there's about, what, three or four trainers come out of that facility and... Uh, you know, your so race, it's a good little community, is it so? Great little yep. community facility where they share the facility there at Heathcote, nice. which would be little known about. But there'd be how many horses work there a day, Shannon? 20? Um, I say around 20, yeah. Yeah, there's a few people that work on there. I think about like five or six maybe trainers work there. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a few horses that go around each day there. So, no, it's really good. Good setup. And whilst you're driving winners out on the harness track, you're also working your way through university at the moment, Shannon? Yes, I'm in my second year. I'm actually currently at uni at the moment. Um, yeah, second year of exercise science. So um, it's a bit hard and difficult, but hopefully it's worth the end. And what does exercise science sort of uh, mean? What what sort of avenues does that open up? Um, it's sort of like physiotherapy in a way. Like I get to um, prescribe exercise to clients and help them get fitter and, yeah, that sort of thing. And, yeah, just hopefully um, 
I'd be able to do it, you know, yeah, so it's really good. It's um exciting avenue. Um, it's, it's probably a bit different from the horses, but, yeah, no, I've always enjoyed exercise, so, yeah. It's, it feels somewhat related. It is, yeah. You can sort of apply it to the horses in some aspects. Um, I know there's, like, an equine-based physiotherapy. I think it's pretty cool to um maybe get into that later on. Um, yeah, so it's cool. Even the tra- the training methods that athletes take would be very similar to how horses are trained as well, with the uh, where you add load each week as you build them up, etc., etc. Shannon. So well, there's some things that will cross over there for you. Toby and, sounds like an expert in this area too. This is, of course, uh, an ultra marathon runner. Is Toby? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely aspects of it, like you've got interval training and your heat work, like that applies mm. to you know what the athletes do and all that and high intensity training so yeah there's lots of things that you can apply to the horses really and I think a lot of people are doing that now and trying to find new ways to train horses and yeah get them at their top. Shannon before we let you go what's uh, what's one of your biggest goals that you've got in harness racing have you got one thing above all else that you'd like to achieve? Um, well I'm starting off small I hope to get 20 winners for this season um, so that was my goal for this season and I'm nearly there um, but probably just to I think win maybe a group race eventually and get up there and yeah, so that's probably about it, but not too high. <laughs> no, well you've made the right start, that's for sure. You're absolutely kicking goals, so keep at it. Well done and thanks for coming on One Out One Back this morning. Thank you very much. It's RSN 927's One Out One Back. Shannon O'Sullivan, um, is that true about Toby with ultramarathons, or is that a gag? No, that's true. That is true. Really? Is that what you call it, Toby? Or is yeah. it mountain marathons? Oh, no, they're ultramarathons. Ultra. So I've done, I don't know, nearly 30 marathons through my career, Andrew. And wow. Up to, wow. Up to 100 kilometres. And no, I haven't. But racing in zebra, I haven't raced against zebra crossing either. <laughs> Andrew, I want to. Um, I want you, to Cody? Do, I you... want to do one half marathon one day to start. I did the run for kids, and that was uh, a tough, grueling test for me. And then Toby came and just blow that out of the water when I uh, brought up that I'd love to do a half marathon. Well, I heard you saying to someone recently, Cody, that hello, uh, you're, this going? you're looking forward to the uh, big Mar- Melbourne marathon. And you wanted to beat your time of uh, three hours and 15 minutes from last year before you got tired of it and you changed the channel. <laughs> now That is some crisp work from I you. Like, well, there's well another done. gag too. That you, you, I've got another one actually. It was uh, uh, your doctor told you to run 7Ks a day. Yes. And you rang him on Sunday night and said, what do I do now? I'm 42Ks from home. <laughs> All right. Now, we're about to hear from Donna you Carr. Need that, where's that little drum beat? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Now, Donna Castles, we're about to hear from Donna, then we'll come back. Uh, in all seriousness, this is an amazing story. We'll, we'll play some of it in just a moment. But this race meeting at Cobram, the McGrath Foundation, and the fact that um, after being involved in it, that Donna herself would be diagnosed with breast cancer, it's a very, very amazing story, inspirational at times too. I cannot speak... Uh, highly enough of the work that Don has put into this area, raising awareness and uh, and funds for breast cancer through the McGrath Foundation and this day at Cobram, um, ringing around for prizes, Toby, for the raffle and, and uh, rounding up the girls uh, to be ambassadors for the day. It's just been legendary work, and you're right, Andrew, it is... Uh, it's a cause that's close to her heart because uh, Don is also a survivor of uh, of breast cancer. So, um, look, yeah, she's uh, absolutely to be admired, the work she's put in. But also she would say too, and we'll hear that shortly, that um, you know, she now gets a lot of support. It's really embraced this day, isn't it, Toby? Oh, there's, there's two rewards that she's getting from this and between her and the club. And there's a monetary reward. Last year they raised 26000 to take the total to 125 ish Amazing, yeah. At, but... 
that's the awareness up there and the awareness that it grows in the community about going out and getting checked as soon as you feel that there may be an issue. Yep. That, that I've been to the last two years. Unfortunately, mm. I can't make it this Sunday, but there's a there's a candle lighting ceremony and a number of th- things throughout the day which are really moving tributes to. All right, to let, all. Let, let's hear from Donna Castles. I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Doing okay. And um, tell us about what's become a terrific fundraiser, a terrific thing each year, not only at Cobram on the Sunday meeting, but in the weeks leading up to it. And, of course, it has a very much a special cause close to your heart, of course, for obvious reasons. Yeah, it does. Um, You know, we've just sorted all the girls that are actually invited into the race on the McGrath Day, which is the 26th next Sunday week. Um, we wear our pink pants through the month of May just to give a little bit more exposure about breast cancer and really to make aware that these girls are out there selling raffle tickets actually to raise funds for the McGrath Foundation for the breast care nurses. Can I ask um, how a uh, small club like Cobram was decided to be the venue? Obviously lots of clubs racing there, but how did the association come to be at Cobram each year? Uh, well, Cobram actually had this initiate. They created this day themselves actually. Um, and I got invited to drive in the race and I just sort of thought to myself, well, if it's a day that we're going to raise funds, let's make it a day where people notice. So the first year we went into it, I actually organised the pink pants. So everyone sitting in a pub or a club would look up and think, hey, why are these girls wearing pink pants? Um, which then made it quite significant that, that it was for the McGrath Foundation. And since then, we've been doing that and We've created now three sets of colours that we've designed for the McGrath Foundation, which the girls wear throughout the day. So it, it's good. It's, it's creating awareness in, in people that sort of probably wouldn't take notice to it until all of a sudden they see girls in pink and ask questions and, and make everyone aware of what's going on. Now on the day, is there a feature race or all those involved um, are the ones that are given the uh, pink pants to wear? Is that correct? Uh, Yep, we have a ladies' invitation drivers race, um, which is a C1 race, which is great, and HRV have um, upped it to a $10,000 race, which is fantastic. So we just hope all trainers out there that, you know, will support us girls and and put their horses in the race so that we could have a a 12-horse field. So who are the 12 drivers and how do you come up with, uh, perhaps the question is not how you come up with the 12th, but who do you tell who's 13th they're not getting a gig? (laughs) Um, Well, Cobram, again, look at the big picture. They like to support who support them. Um, and they came up with the theory of the girls that drive there regularly at Cobram are the girls that they would like to support for the support that they put into Cobram Harness Racing. So the 12 girls, which is like Rita Burnett, Moni Burnett, um, Juanita Breen, uh, Rebecca Bartley, Ellen Bartley, Ellen Tormey, Tanya Ward, um, myself, uh, Brooke McPherson, she's first emergency this year. She hasn't been driving a lot, but she's always there or she has horses always there. Abby Turnbull, she's one of our new heads that's been um, popped into the, the thing as well. So, um, gosh, I haven't forgotten anyone, but I probably have. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it's a thank you back from Cobram to say, girls, for the whole year, please come and drive in the race. And Donna Castles, and she also, so much effort is put into this day, so it's a great fun day as well. If you're listening to that part of the state, I want to make the trip. 
Um, there's mechanical bull rides, slides, uh, sulky relays. There's a lot of things happening, so it's a big festive occasion, so it sounds like a lot of fun as well. And you can buy those um, raffle tickets via HRV as well if you can't get there. Cody, we're wrapping it up shortly. We are. Firstly, before we go, the Maori's Idol Trophy Series update, Toby. Uh, you've got some news on that? Yeah, two races to go, and Fratellino's seven points in front of Belts, who's not engaged in the Ballarat Cup, so... Officially, we can uh, confirm that Fratellino will be the winner of the Mary's Idol Trophy. Well done, Sean McNulty and Michelle Phillips and the team. They'll be thrilled about that. Any other news, Toby, or a best bet? I can give you a best bet on one, always good. one of the last two weeks. I'm very keen on Delightful Me at Melton, race seven, number three. The pole horse has drawn barrier one on six occasions and never led. Delightful Me should get an easy lead. Uh, the the favourite in the race will be Major Times. It, it's going to get a tricky run. I think Delightful Me is a great chance each way, particularly uh, like a one-by-five sort of bit. Beautiful. We'll be well cashed up for Sunday. Terrific. Good luck with that. Uh, Cody and Toby will speak to you next week. Thanks, gents. Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.